Good morning, good morning, good morning, happy new year. Anyone watch any football yesterday? TCU fans and, yeah? Awesome. I, I love football and yesterday was just fantastic. Um, so just a couple of things housekeeping wise. Um, today being January 1st, we're starting a Bible reading through the year together as a church. We did this several years ago using the Bible Project and we're going to do that again um, this year. And so hopefully you got an email and it has a PDF in it. You can also get on your phone and go to the Uversion app and um, subscribe to that plan, um, the Bible Project. Um, the Bible is how that one is titled. And then also if there are needs for hard copies um, here. But I would recommend, if you're going to do a hard copy, I would really strongly recommend doing kind of a hybrid um, where you use either the interactive PDF we emailed you um, or the app because there is so much really good video content um, that kind of explains the way through as you're reading uh, that the Bible Project puts out. And so I would strongly recommend doing that. If you need help with that, see someone who's under um, 40, 30, something like that. They will be happy, I am sure, to help you. Um, I would help you as well. So um, we we'll want to get you connected. Next week, we're going to start a new series called Sacred Rhythms. Um, and I, I really am excited about this series. I'm talking about some disciplines in our life that are really important for our walk with Christ. And so I want to start the year off 2023, pointing back to our 2030 vision. Um, and it's something we talk about quite often here at Shiloh. And it is something that is so important because it drives everything we do as a church and every decision we make um, is based on this 2030 vision. And so I want you to stick around for class. Like Burke said, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, it's combined. But especially if you're new to Shiloh. Because we're going to kind of talk about um, where the 2030 vision came from, where we are in that vision right now, and then also looking forward to the future. But we're also going to do that kind of through our message this morning. Because, as I said, this is so central. It's the heartbeat of our church and the body here at Shiloh. So we're going to start Acts chapter 3, verse 1. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Um, taking him by the right hand, he replied, or he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Um, he jumped to his feet and began to walk, and then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Verse 10, when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, my guess is, especially if, you're, um, if you've been in church, you grew up in church, you've heard that song, that song we did in preschool. 
Um, you've heard that story told numerous times over and over. Peter and John going to the temple to pray. They met a lame man. He asked them for money and he said, hey, look at us. We don't have anything to give you except for one thing. And this one thing we're going to give you because it's important. See, this, the story is so important because I think it relates so well to our lives as followers of Jesus. Because these disciples met with Jesus and they were given this commission. I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations. And then they meet together in the upper room. And Jesus commissions them and sends them out. And what's interesting is this story picks up with these people who have been sent out. They're stuck. They're stuck in Jerusalem. Right? You have the upper room and Jesus sending them out. You have Pentecost. And they're supposed to leave Jerusalem. And to be on fire with this mission of God that the Holy Spirit is going to empower them to carry out. And yet they're stuck. They're sitting and they're waiting. And it's not till later in the story, after persecution breaks out, that they actually get up and go. And I wonder why that is. Because you have Peter and John who are going to the temple as they do every day. Now, here's, here's my guess, because I'm kind of a creature of habit, and I'm someone who really likes to get comfortable with a routine and just stick with it. And so when I find something that I like or something that works, I just do that over and over and over and over. Peter and John going to the temple as they do Every day. I wonder, is it possible to get so comfortable and so caught up in your routine that you miss out on the mission of God? He has invited you to be a part of. Is it possible to be so comfortable and so into your routine of what you do every day that God is at work all around us? And we miss out. Because today, we're doing what we do every day. What does it look like to live life on mission? To live life with a purpose and a greater sense of what our life is about than just simply coming to the temple to pray? 
Because here's my guess. As you got up this morning, as you do every Sunday morning, you got up this morning as you do every Sunday morning, and you went through your routine, and you showed up, and you walked down the four-year hall. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We sit down, and we sing the songs, and we listen to a sermon. We take communion. We walk out the doors. I'm good. How are you? Have a great, happy new year. And my guess is next week, will look just about the same for you and for me. Because we love our routines. We love getting comfortable and doing what we always do. As we looked at our 2030 vision as a, a leadership group, we, we said the core of that vision is that we want to be people who exalt Christ. Because that right there is where we fall in love with Jesus. Right? Reading and doing all those things on your own is really important. And it helps you grow. But there is something about coming together collectively as the body of Christ and worshiping Him, and pouring out our heart to Him. There, there's something really powerful in that. And, and I'll, I'll say, it's amazing that we have online. I'm so grateful that we have that technology, because there are some people that really, really need it. But I would also say, if that's just become your routine, because it's easier, we'd love you to be here. Because there is something really powerful about being in the room collectively as the people of God. And so together as the church, we want to be people who exalt Christ and pour our hearts out together as the people of God. Because we believe that as we fall more and more in love with Jesus, that he is transforming us and changing us more and more into the people that he has created us to be. And then the second part of that, that vision is that we would encourage one another. Because you're not supposed to do this thing on your own. You're not supposed to live life sheltered and by yourself. You're supposed to live together in community. Because there are times when you're going to be struggling with your faith and you need the person sitting next side beside you to have faith for you. Because there's going to be times when you start to doubt and you start to question. But there's also going to be those times when you're on cloud nine and your relationship with Christ is so close. And you need to be able to pour into other people. And there are going to be times when you need the body. And I think Bert has said it um, as coming back from this, this heart surgery. It's like, I don't know what people who don't have a church family do. Like how they survive when they go through difficult times. That we're supposed to be here for each other. 
Because in being here, we literally become the body of Christ. We, we become his hands and feet in this world. And so we walk alongside of one another. And it's so important for the future of our church that we're growing. You know, and we, we looked at some trends as we, back in 2016, we're going to talk about this a lot in class. But we looked at some trends and, and things that we knew were going to happen as a community. And as the people of God, things in our city and how things were going to change. And because of all of the changes that we saw, we knew there were some things that we had to do to pour into the generations and really encourage the generations coming along behind us. I want to show you, here's a picture of a chart from 2018 is in the blue and then 2022 is in the green. And we've seen amazing growth, but I want you to think about something. 35% of our church, and I think it went up over 50% if you go 50 to 79, but 35% is from 60 to 80. And one of the trends that we saw as we went through our vision is that our young people, as they're graduating high school, and going off on their own or leaving church at an alarming rate. Some, some research says 60 to 70% are graduating high school and walking away from their faith. And so if you push this chart just eight years, I want you to notice something. That 10 to 19 that was so high can drop dramatically. And this huge population of our church just got older. And not to be morbid, but at some point, if you project another 10 years to 2040, it is so important that we are looking behind us. And I don't care how old you are. I, I don't care if you're 30 years old and think I have so much. There are still people coming along behind you. And if we do not pour into them, the future of this church, and, and listen, I'm, I'm not Debating, I'm not thinking that the church is not going to make it, but I do believe that God has placed Shiloh Road here for a purpose to reach this community in Tyler, Texas. And to be faithful to that mission and that vision, we have to be passionate about pouring into those coming along. So go back to that 2020, or 2022, I'm sorry, the first one. These... This growth that we've seen, 0 to 9, 10 to 19, 20 to 29, is amazing. That's amazing. But are we content with them just being here? Or are we content pouring our lives into them? 
serving them. That's why we have a college ministry now, is to help with that transition time. That's why our young families and our young adult ministries are so important. Because they are vital for this church to be able to continue to leave a legacy in this community and serve Christ well. Now, I'm going to stop for just a moment, um, but I'm not done preaching. I'm going to come back in a few minutes, and I want to talk about the third part. What does it look like as we engage our neighbor going forward? Well, as we went through our 2030 vision back in 2016, um, we, we felt like as a group that we were really good as a church, just the DNA of Shiloh at exalting Christ and encouraging one another. But where we felt God was really calling us to take a big leap of faith was in the way that we engaged our neighbor. That we wanted to be a church that was here for Tyler, Texas. That, that was so important to us. That we didn't want to just be into our routine of what we do all the time to the point that we forget to look outside of these walls and see people that fill this community that God loves, that Jesus died for, and that he has called us to be a blessing to. That was his purpose for his people in the beginning. That they would be a blessing to this world. And that through his people, the world would see what God was like. And so we wanted to take a big leap of faith jumping forward into the future as we really try to engage our neighbor and be a blessing to those in our community. You know, the story in Acts 3 starts really simply. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. For he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Which brings up a really, really important question. What is beautiful? What is beautiful in the story? See, what they called beautiful in the story was a temple gate. It was a building. It was a structure. And they could look and say, well, this is beautiful. But I find it interesting what's not called beautiful is the man sitting outside of the temple gate. Longing to go inside to the place he felt he had to be to be able to be with God. He had this obstructed view where he could not get to God, where he could not see God, and what was obstructing his view was the people of God. As they were going to the temple to pray today, as they did every day. 
It was the people of God that kept him from seeing God. And the reason is because when they looked at him, they saw a problem. They, they saw a man who doesn't fit the description of what the people of God should look like. And obviously he can't be with God. And so they leave him on the outside looking in, longing to be a part of what God is doing. Hoping to get something. And day after day, people walked by. And they didn't see a person. They saw a problem. How often do we see problems and not people? Because it's possible to see the problem and to focus on the problem so much that you miss the person. You look at our political arena today and the division in our country in so many different areas. And part of the problem is we stand across the aisle from one another and we don't see people, we see problems. Problems that need to be fixed, problems that need to be changed, problems that we need to make go away. And part of the problem is we've gotten so good at just labeling people. And labels make life easier. Except for guys who are going to the store for their wife. But labels are designed to make things easier. To give us some handles, something that we can hold on to. But the problem is we label people because we know their story. How many times have you walked through a grocery store and seen a mom struggling with a child and assumed their story? Or seen someone sitting on the side of the road with a sign and assumed you knew their story. You knew why they were there. You knew how they got there. You knew everything about them without ever having talked to them. Because we see problems and not people. But what if we loved people enough to define them not by who they were, who they are, or what they did, but instead define them by what God made them or who God made them to be. People that he created in his image, who he loved immeasurably enough that he would give his son Jesus for them. So that they would know that they belong. That they would know the people of God will not be keeping them outside looking in. 
but we will invite them in to be a part of this story. Because for so long, it feels like the message that people have gotten from our churches is this idea that if you change, then you can join us and follow Jesus. Just change everything in your life. Make sure everything is right. And then come be a part of us. But that was never Jesus' message. Jesus always said, come follow me and then you will change. Come follow me and pour into people and your life is going to be different. Come be a part of what the kingdom of God is doing and it's going to change you. But it's also going to change the way that you see God and the way that you exalt him and the way that you love him. And as you grow deeper in your love for him, you're going to grow deeper in your love for one another. And it's going to help you to engage your neighbor more and more because you know that God loves them and he died for them. This changes everything. If we can just simply shift our view. Shift our perception. So it's not a, a problem that we see, but it's a person. So it brings us back to that first question. What is beautiful? Is it the temple gate? Or the temple? Or is it an lame man sitting beside the gate, longing for what they have inside that he feels like he can't be a part of, that is truly beautiful? Is it Peter and John's vision to finally one day see a man that they've probably seen every day and never noticed, and never reached out to, and never spoken to. But this day changes every day going forward for this man. This one day changes everything because he hears the good news of Jesus and is healed. And his life is different from that point forward. What is beautiful? Is it really the structure? Is it really a building? Is it really an auditorium? Or is it the people who gather together as the people of God that is beautiful? Is it the people that you will drive past and walk past and who will serve you lunch today or will check you out at the grocery? Is that what is beautiful in the eyes of God? Because people matter. People matter immensely. And part of this engage our neighbor was hopes that we would start finding ways to reach into our community and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Watch this.
Hi, this is Amy Clem and Erin May. And here's our story and journey of Embrace Grace and Embrace Life. So back in January 2021, last year, um, I was listening to a podcast and uh, she was interviewing a woman by the name of Amy Ford and it was her story and her journey and she's the one that started Embrace Grace. And so I was just captivated by her story and I thought that that was an incredible ministry uh, that we could possibly start at Shiloh. So I started thinking about it and praying about it and it was just one of those things that I could not get off of my mind. Um, and so I thought about who could I ask to join me on this journey and Amy Clem's name came to my mind, and we hadn't really talked um, that much um, in the recent yeah. years, and so I knew that that was probably from the Lord. Um, so I reached out to her, and she happened to know the one person in uh, Tyler that had done Embrace Grace before. So that was kind of how we started, and I felt like that was confirmation from the Lord moving forward um, on that journey. I had really been praying a lot for just a ministry that would come to my attention and be on my heart that I really felt like I could dive into. And so when Aaron contacted me, I, I knew it was from the Lord, mm -hmm. and especially since I personally knew the individual that had started the group up out at Green Acres. Yeah. I also felt like it was an extension to what we had done with um, Grace Boxes and after we lost Emma, and it was yeah. kind of like, like the other side of the coin of like, let's now move a little bit forward into um, life and blessing and working with the people who are fighting for life. So. so several obstacles that we faced after we jumped into Embrace Grace, there have been several challenges along the way as far as you know, girls needing transportation and just being in situations where they weren't able to make it to group even though they wanted to. I think for me, um, at, the at the very beginning, just thinking, is anyone else going to want to do this? Is, it was just like a big jump for me of like presenting a ministry and saying, hey, does anyone else want to join me on this? You yes. Know? I would say that was probably a big fear of both of ours, Yeah, was we knew it was going to take a village, like we knew it was going to take a lot of people. I don't think we so, knew how much, I, which is probably good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has been quite a bit more than we even anticipated, but I do think that was, that was a big fear, I think, of both of ours. I think another thing for me was, and, and we prayed so much about this even before we started that first semester was just how are we going to get these girls like mm -hmm. who's going to come to us and are we going to do the right thing and reaching out to certain groups and um, the lord just provided every step of the way yeah okay i think that i've seen the lord um in, in two ways that stand out in my mind i've seen him just provide every week like when we have a need and i start praying about it i see him provide it and which has been really cool um, I think secondly is one of the girls that we started with, um, she'd never been to church before, um, just no concept of that, and just to see how the Lord has softened her heart and brought her so far, and it's just been so rewarding and yeah. beautiful to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's been so fun, like you said, on a week-to-week -week basis, the, the way the girls are connecting with mm -hmm. the topics and the things that we are talking about. You know, they're yeah, like, so like oh, I was just going through this. Exactly, yeah. I was just going through this. And we're, we're like, you know that's the Lord, right? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's so neat watching them have that revelation mm -hmm. that now they're starting to get to the point where it's like, 
oh, I know the Lord put this on my heart, or I know yes. that I'm going through this situation because he's, you know, the yes. Lord is leading me through it. And that has been so special to see. And even with our volunteers, like you said, mm -hmm. I mean, just as we've prayed for those needs, we've had people just, their hearts have been open and they show up and it's just been incredible to watch. Yeah, there's nothing like that. I mean, just when you know you're doing what the Lord wants and you're walking with him and seeing him work, it's just fantastic. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess for me, um, it stretched me in ways that I needed to be stretched. Um, that's what the Lord does when we step out in faith. Yeah, where I was nervous about something or self-conscious about something, like he's grown me in those areas in massive ways. And so um, it's just beautiful to get to see um, when we say yes, he will then prepare us and teach us and equip us to do what we need to do. Yeah. Be brave. Um, that's been a theme for, we call our girls brave girls. <laughs> and so I would say if you have an idea that you feel like is something along the lines of what the Lord would want, want us to do, um, move forward and say yes and um, continue moving forward and see how he provides the way um, and be brave <laughs> because it's yeah. scary when we move out of our comfort zone um, but it's so worth it and so rewarding yeah and really be prayerful about a partner and and who can actually do the ministry with you because you can't do it alone you know it is not a single person job so I think um, just being so prayerful about that, of who's going to do it with you and finding those individuals is super important. And then being prepared to the point where you're already thinking through what are some of the obstacles that we may face? You know, what are some things that we need to try to prepare ourselves for as much as possible and go ahead and have a plan in place is is a it's just a great way of going about it mm -hmm. um, but then leaving room for the holy spirit i am a planner and so i like to plan everything um but i have been learning that just <laughs> just go with the lord and be open and flexible to what he's leading yeah and, and that's the other thing too when you're really prayerful about a partner is trying to find someone that has different strengths than you have mm -hmm. so Aaron and i are very different in in many ways we we kind of We've kind of had this running joke that um, she's the Moses and I'm her Aaron. Um, I'm the Aaron to her Moses. And um, because there are strengths that Aaron has that I do not have. And, and, and vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah. And so it's just been a great partnership. So that's something else I'd say, too, is when you're looking for people to kind of complete your 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 leaders, like your leadership team and who's going to do this ministry with you, is find those that have different strengths than you so you can balance each other out. Mm -hmm. See, the beautiful thing about that was it was born out of a dream to say we need to make a difference. And what I love about that ministry is it really kind of started with people who were tired of the protest and let's talk about ending abortion Let's actually do something about it. Let's walk alongside some people who are in a really tough spot and let's help them so that they don't have to make that choice. And that we can help them grow as parents and raising the next generation. And there's a ministry that grew out of that. And it's come from not only embrace grace, but embrace life. And it's just continued to grow. 
But there are so many other ministries over the past several years that have begun. Grief support and college and, and so many different ways that we can use our gifts and talents to bless the people around us. That is why God put us here. It wasn't so we could form this little holy huddle and look inward and just make sure we're okay. It was together that we could be the family of God and represent God in this world. And invite people to join in his mission. And be the people that he created them to be. And we are passionate. We are passionate about that vision. That we want to be a church going forward that exalts Christ, encourages one another, and engages our neighbor. So much so that we will pour resources into it, and we will pour our planning into it, and we are going to pray over it, and we're going to step out in faith and trust that God's going to continue to lead us in that vision, in that mission, in that purpose. Because we believe he has great, great things in store for Tyler, Texas because of Shiloh Road Church of Christ. So I'm excited to be on this mission with you. And um, again, we're going to talk some more about this during class. I would strongly encourage you, please stay. Um, we're going to stream as well. If you're online, you can continue to join us. Um, but if we could help you this morning in any way as you follow Jesus, we would love to do that. Our shepherds, their spouses are going to be in the back of the room. If we could pray with you, if you've never given your life to Christ, you want to follow him, um, man, today would be a great way to start the new year, being baptized into Jesus. Whatever we could do to help you, um, you can go to the back while we stand and sing.